Welcome to the Tall and Urban Podcast by the Council on Tall Buildings and Urban Habitat. This is Daniel Safarik. This is Season 1, Timber Rising, sponsored by the USDA Forest Service. We're talking with leading experts about mass timber, a way of building with engineered wood products that is gaining traction around the world. Today we're talking to Mohammed Mohammed, a senior research engineer at Natural Resources Canada in Ottawa. Mohammed, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So uh, we're basically trying to understand uh, what are the what's the value of using mass timber in in tall building construction, which is a, a relatively novel concept for most people. And I think one of the things that we want to spend a little bit of time talking about is understanding that the, that timber's advantage among timber's many advantages actually is that it's a a, a high strength to uh, to weight ratio, and that might be something that surprises people. Uh, I, I wonder if you could comment a little bit on that um, relative to other types of building materials that we use to construct high-rise buildings like steel and concrete. Absolutely. Um, as you know, in, in tall buildings, um, weight is really a major um, design element uh, because it affects uh, the foundations, uh, foundation design. It does affect the seismic and structural performance. So you are correct uh, in terms of uh, strength to weight ratio, uh, wood actually um, you know, has a lot more advantages uh, compared to other conventional structural materials. It's, it's a lot lighter. It's, it's almost one quarter or less the weight of uh, concrete in, in that sense. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of benefits uh, in terms of uh, foundation savings uh, and the number of stories that you could actually build on the same type of, of foundation, especially when you have some poor um, soil conditions underneath the buildings. Uh, so that may limit the number of stories that you can actually put uh, on that particular site. Oh, interesting. Okay. And then in terms of uh, wind and seismic loads uh, being an issue, um, how does that compare structurally to its counterparts and, and what can we do to um, counteract some of the relative uh, differences? Well, on, on the seismic side of things and, and, and the the wind as well. I mean, we're talking about lateral load, how the building uh, reacts to lateral load being wind or, or seismic in that sense. Again, the weight of the building is, is a major uh, element of, of the seismic design. Um, the type of connection systems that we use in the building, um, and, and there are a lot of advanced um, kind of uh, connection systems that have been developed uh, for use um, of, of wood in, in high-rise applications that would actually help in terms of the seismic and in terms of uh, wind design. Uh, but the weight is a major component. So if tall wood buildings are designed properly, they can actually outperform uh, other types of uh, constructions. And uh, definitely they can meet or even exceed the building code, the local building code requirements in any country. Very interesting. I have heard that um, most hybrid timber constructions, that is buildings that use a structural system that 
uh, is not exclusively timber, but uh, may include some more traditional elements like steel and concrete. Um, in many cases, the, the application is to put a concrete topping layer on top of um, the floors uh, in the upper reaches of a tall timber building in order to enhance stability. Is that correct? And are there other hybrid strategies that, that are useful when constructing tall timber? Oh, it's, it's true. I mean, it's, uh, if you look at the tall wood buildings that have been constructed around the world, in Canada, in the US, in Europe, uh, majority of those are actually using concrete cores as, as kind of your lateral load resisting system. Uh, so using wood, uh, diaphragms and shear walls to transfer the loads to the concrete cores and then the concrete cores will, will take the load down. Uh, but we have to remember that, uh, you know, the design of tall wood buildings is still at its early stage and there are a lot of those lateral load resisting systems that are being tested um, uh, and uh, in fact we see more and more of, of wood-based lateral load resisting systems that can be used instead of um, you know steel and concrete so i would imagine that uh, with the extensive seismic research that's being conducted at the moment in North America and Europe, um, there will be less use of concrete, um, I would say, con cores, uh, lateral load resisting systems, and you will see more and more of those resilient, uh, like wood based or mass timber based uh, shear walls and, and other systems that can be used. Um, you know, and instead. Now, as far as the concrete topping, uh, this is actually to enhance the uh, acoustic uh, and the, the floor vibration of, of buildings. Uh, I believe, um, you know, in hybrid buildings, I, I don't think there's any building that is exclusively made of one particular material. Uh, almost all our buildings are hybrid in one way or the other. Right. So I think we need to use the material to its best. Uh, be it wood or concrete or steel, uh, maybe your optimum design, maybe your most cost-effective design actually is a hybrid system. So if that's the case, then let it be. Maybe this is what we should be targeting is combining all materials in a building to the best of their attributes. Fantastic. Um, so I, are there cost savings to be had by, by using mass timber and high-rise construction from, from an engineering perspective? Well, from engineering perspective, again, that, that comes down to the weight issue of, of mass timber versus other conventional building materials. There's a lot of savings, uh, you know, associated with the foundation uh, size. And, you know, uh, there are also a lot of savings associated with the speed at which you are constructing a wood building, uh, tall wood building versus other materials. I think the UBC Brock Commons uh, 18 story building, they were actually completing two floors, two stories per week. Uh, a lot, there's a, they were heavy on prefabrication and, and wood itself and the mass timber in particular, it lends itself really, really well with prefabrication. So you, you know, there, there are a lot of implications, uh, be it on the financial side, be it on the health and safety associated with actually being able to construct your building uh, very quickly. Um, so that would actually has a lot of advantages in, in that sense. 
So in, in some sense, it sounds like constructability is where a lot of the advantages come to play, uh, especially when we consider, um, you know, the, the, the mass production uh, potential of cross laminated panels, uh, offsite uh, assembly, and then uh, trucking them to the site in, in a sort of uh, pre-assembled modular uh, condition. Oh, definitely. I, as I mentioned, I think mass timber and wood, it, it really lends itself really, really well with prefabrication. So be it on the panelized sides or be it on the modular side, uh, like I'm talking about volumes where you can stack those um, kind of similar to uh, shipping containers on top of each other. They are pretty much finished and the process goes really, really fast. Within a couple of days, you would have your 10-story or 12-story buildings, structurally standings, and a lot of finishings would have been done already uh, because they are part of those modules. And there are some new uh, emerging uh, technologies uh, coming up in Canada and in, in the US and in Europe that actually very interesting concepts that allow for modular constructions to be used in, in tall buildings applications. So uh, I think, um, uh, future is really for panelized and, and modular construction in mass timber. It is interesting that at the same time, and I realize these don't come from the same authorities, uh, at the same time that the, the, the fire code is sort of predicated on prohibiting certain types of material being used beyond a, a certain height at present, at the same time you have governments like British Columbia, which are espousing a timber first construction policy. How, how did these two initiatives get reconciled with each other? Yeah, it's, it's definitely a recognition of the importance of, uh, of forests and, and wood products uh, and, and the need to use your local um, materials, especially if it's like it comes from sustainably managed forests, which is the case in, in Canada. So, uh, you know, it, it's about uh, you know, going with the material that, that makes sense, the material that's available out there is renewable. Um, and, and also there's, you know, the forest industry in, in a country like Canada, for example, uh, you know, there are a lot of communities, especially in Northern communities that are dependent on, on those forest operations. So in a province like BC, uh, as you know, I mean, this, is, this province produce a lot of wood, that they have a lot of forests and it is to their advantage to use that, you know, resource in, in their buildings. So it is, even though it's happening or it happened at, at the policy level, uh, it was driven by a lot of uh, uh, interest, you know, in supporting local communities, supporting the economy, and also by, by research. I mean, there was a lot of research done in BC to demonstrate that actually you can, you can do like mid-rise and you can do up to 12 stories and even taller uh, with wood without any issues in terms of engineering and, and you know, design and in terms of performance. So it, it is really a mix. It's, it's a policy uh, plus economy plus also, you know, engineering as well. I mean, uh, people understand the environmental benefits of, of using wood in construction. And that was another major driver in, in BC and in other provinces in Canada. In, in terms of you know climate change and and using wood as as a green building material to mitigate climate change well thank you so much for spending the time with me today that's been really informative oh, that's great thank you